0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of Sarah Tea Time with a bevy of people that I just find fascinating. Um, I want to remind you that you can find our past archives up at SarahTeaTime.com, and perhaps you've already subscribed to us through iTunes, but if not, uh, remember to head over there and subscribe. Uh, today I'm super excited to have Ben Roy, comedian Ben Roy, be joining me. Um, He's a comedian in general I don't want to introduce him as a Denver comedian Because it's so much more than that And on the other hand A Denver comedian is, is a solid ground to be saying So I feel he's beyond the point Where you have to say it um, You can also find his performances On the Grolics, a great web series um, Which I'm sure he'll tell us more about And its future birthings et cetera, et cetera. But in the meantime, let's bring Ben on the air <laughs> Hey Ben
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Good. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm (laughs) excited.
1: You're welcome. So I've been debating back and forth, telling you how I came to waking up one morning and realizing I should have you on the show.
0: Okay. Well, I think in that debate, I'm going to put my ballot in for the you should tell me. Okay. Now.
1: Let's do this. Okay. I had a dream. Okay. And, uh, myself and my boyfriend and you, and I believe your wife, um, Mm -hmm. um, were sitting at a picnic table and you and I were yelling at each other and, uh, you were like, uh, you know, I, I thought you never liked me. And I was like, (laughs) I, and I go, no, I I always have liked you, like, (laughs) but I'm like, but as a friend and, um. And you're like, oh, okay, like everything was going to be okay. And um, to be clear, just to tell everyone, Ben and I don't really know each other, uh, you know, only peripherally. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I woke up, and I was like, oh, I should totally have Ben on the show.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think what's amazing about that dream is that you are actually channeling my insecurities, uh, which (laughs) I pretty much naturally assume most people don't like. <laughs> so, uh, so somehow you manage to channel that in your dream, and that's that's something special. You got something special there. <laughs> there
1: there's this, there's something that I take called the color quiz every once in a while, and uh, when you're feeling low, it's kind of a fun thing to take. But the, the there's so many factors in this thing, but the one thing that comes up for me is egocentric, therefore quick to take offense. Right. So, I I've, I don't know if that's I just felt like um, it was a very similar passionate plea like what I thought you okay like and then we were on the same page I and thought, it was cool yeah
0: yeah um I think I think I think you should switch the whole format of this to some some Dion Warwick type stuff you know what I mean <laughs> like like tell people their futures the dreams you've had about them but uh, <laughs> my but, interpretation yeah I don't know have we ever actually met in person.
1: Not, I don't think okay. so. No, I actually okay. don't. And that's kind of the the thing that I – it's a line I'm not sure to cross, especially being in Denver. Um, because if I've spent one-on-one time with you, I will remember you. But, um, for instance, if I throw a party and we get introduced and I'm working, it's very difficult for me to remember someone, much like I'm sure if you do a show. Um, yeah. And it's like it. there's so many people, but nobody that you ever spend time with and get to know, which – is really sad, actually. but Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's a really, it's funny, it's a, especially nowadays, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a small community, but now um, there are so many ways for people to kind of stay insulated, you know, like doing doing uh, podcasts and, and uh, you know, they get their voice out there, but, it, you know, you're kind of staying stationary doing it where you can which is awesome. But on the yeah, and then end, people
1: uh, get to know you and find out a lot about you, for instance, like, when you do your stand up, but then do the, they don't they know a lot about you, but they don't know you necessarily
0: right, right, right. I mean, I think we're all uh, you know quite a There, uh, you know, we cartoon certain parts of our personalities when we're on stage, but I mean, I'm sure we're all quite a bit different off stage you know,
1: so. you know I recently watched one of your clips, um which was the Laugh Track Comedy Festival 2012. It's the first video search that comes up. And you bring so much energy when you come to the stage. How do you manage to bring that every single time?
0: Um, I don't know, because there's times where I don't... Like, I'm not really feeling like being on stage. Um, Or, you know, maybe I'm not necessarily... But I've been tired throughout the day or whatever. just... I don't know. I mean, I think... uh, a lot of the stuff that I talk about are like uh, the, my opinions on things I feel passionate about. So I think once I start um, and I feel like the crowd is into it, then then I, uh, or if they're not into it, if they're just kind of being compatible about the stance that I'm taking on something, then then that a lot of times will fuel or motivate me, you know, just to, like that energy. But I, I'm, I don't know. I don't drink anymore. I, I You know, I'm really into, um, like, I, I really like working out. I kind of tend to eat very disciplined. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if that has something to do with it or whatever. Because my, my energy level, level since I stopped drinking has certainly increased pretty fast.
1: <laughs> Mine has since I stopped eating, like, pasta all the time and, like, champagne. Just, like, the yeah. most deadening of foods. <laughs>
0: You were you were on the pasta and champagne diet for a while mm-hmm. i come on
1: warwick year's style <laughs>
0: yeah 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 that's the that's the new year's diet and i'm a big fan of that too as well but yeah i think i think um yeah i don't i don't know i mean I, they the the other two guys the other Grolix guys make fun of me a lot about my about my uh my workout regimen and eating habits but it I have such bad panic attacks and anxiety attacks when I don't, so I I, I feel like I have to keep um, this like this austerity within myself because if I don't, I'll I'll become a shut in in a few months time just because my anxiety will get so
1: bad. So, I well, I recently caught the um, the exercise bug, and now I get it. Like I get it, why? Well, as someone, you know, I, I, like if you have an addictive personality and you're able to lift your mood and increase your health and then see results, <laughs> like it, and then it, it changes your reality. It's I, I get the cult. I'm on Instagram digging around, like, fit for life or. And looking yeah. at all these photos of people and get motivated. I was I did it for two hours before I worked out today but I finally got motivated to get up and do something. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, like when I was growing up I was so like into I was you know, I mean I was a skater and I was into like I, I skateboarded a lot and I was big into I mean I still play in bands but I was in a lot of like punk and hardcore bands and and uh I I disassociated myself from any kind of fitness or physical activity other than skateboarding and and snowboarding because I didn't want to be a fucking jock, you know what I mean? Like, that was, like, my biggest concern was not being a jock. And then as I got older, you know, like, I started to look at it, and I was like, why am I letting the assholes have everything awesome, you know, like, (laughs) uh, why did I let these guys take – peace of mind and clarity or at least an avenue because i'm not saying it's everything but i mean i just felt like i let them for a while i let my stigma of those people steal probably the best thing that they had which is you know being being physically active is you know it's important i think that's why our culture has become so malaised and boring is we're just, we're just sitting sedentary so so much so absolutely
1: it's true it's not sorry oh
0: no no you uh, the the delay is weird
1: (laughs) yeah um yeah it wasn't until this week that i finally because since like abs have been shoved in my face since the 80s abs hard rock you know rock hard abs it wasn't until this week that i started doing it on my own in my own way not any psycho routine and i was like oh I can see why having a strong core makes sense now, but it's just the way that it's shoved in your face, whether it's through, like, jock attitude or commercials, it becomes so stifling. It becomes like a big, fuck you, I'm not doing this at all. Even when I first moved to L.A., I think I gained, like, 20 pounds because I was just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
0: think that that's the problem, that that, uh, that the emphasis has been put, um, that physical activities emphasis has been put on physical appearance, which it shouldn't. It shouldn't ever be. You should just you should just do it because it you know it keeps your mental attitude strong. You know, I mean, it, it, and then then certainly the physical benefits will come. But if you, I, I think if you're more focusing on eating healthy because the other stuff you're putting in your body is is shit and it's not good for you. It, you know, the, the abs and things like that. Like I, I I don't know. I mean, that's having a strong core is good, but I don't think you have to have that. Like. That weird defined where you can see every muscle. That's not necessarily healthy. That's dehydrated. You know. <laughs> I mean, I think like being physically active is important, just because we're designed to do that. We're we work we function best when we're moving a lot and busy. You know, so that's just me. That's just my opinion on it. That's that's why I just you know I, I I'm not I'm not focusing on being um, ripped or anything like that. Right. Um, really.
1: Well, I'm actually sorry. See the delay. Oh no, no, go
0: ahead.
1: Um. Well, you know, I'm actually glad you brought up your sobriety because I was I w- because I I am so I just feel it's so refreshing to see a new generation of people who are doing stand up and who are have it, but their their content is just as fierce and there's not this like chaos and 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 like going down desk like knocking on desk door or whatever kind of euphemism. Yeah. Um, and your, you know, your content and your drive, and you know, I, the other sober person that pops in my head is like Mark Maron, and just, I don't know. I just wanted to at least say that because I think that was the set that I saw, and that's the set that I hope everyone can go see just to kind of get, um, just an angle yeah, about them.
0: Yeah, it's the. I think the same. Like, uh, I, I feel personally the same way about sobriety as I do about fitness. Like I think people um, try to become sober for uh, um, an enlightenment or to feel better or because they think that their demons or whatever they're running from will go away if they stop drinking. and That's why most people, I think, relapse, or at least the people I knew did because when they stopped drinking or doing drugs, they just became like they just, all that ended up happening was that it you took the one thing that was, like, quieting them a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. or at least away, you know, I mean, when I drank, my anxiety was manageable when I was drunk, you know, and so I could be out in public now, and it didn't, it was exposed, and it was so much more uh, aggressive, and then I ended up continuing to drink, but when it finally, like, stuck with me was when I realized I wasn't going to run from it anymore, I was, going to embrace those, like, negative things in my head and all that shit that I, like, was trying to, because I realized that there is a motivation behind that, like, my my fear has probably motivated me to do everything, you know, like, being afraid is, is not a bad thing, being terrified, and the voices that I was trying to, like, quiet, like I say in that set, were saying honest shit about myself, I was lazy, I was overweight, I I didn't take care of myself. I didn't try hard enough. I certainly didn't write enough. And uh, those things that I was trying to those those like fears and like self doubts, uh, I think I had a lot of honesty to them personally. I don't know. My I think my brain was like, "Hey, you're you're kind of a lazy dickhead. Maybe maybe you should start like caring a little bit more or whatever." So um, I don't know i think I think people try to silence uh regular alarm systems in their head personally, I don't know.
1: yeah, absolutely, and it's just a matter of like what vice they chose to use in the moment to, to distract them from hearing those voices and I mean it's totally free will, but it's up to you. There was a point where I talked to somebody a month ago who didn't know me, and they're a nutritionist, and they like called me lazy and i in in different like in a a different or maybe a little nicer and i was like what are you talking about but like i held my tongue and when i took a good hard look at myself because no ever said that to me when i looked at what they were referencing kind of like the details of my life and you know because i output so much and i i do so much on the other hand there's some certain areas where it's just like I was lacking, and it was, like, in the personal care and, like, running myself into the ground, so... Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. fuck, I, I like, I, that's the thing. Like, I think people, like, uh, rather than, like, meeting those voices head-on and being, like, fuck, like, 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 putting your hands up and fighting it and being, like, I'm not lazy, I mean, you know, or whatever, you know, and trying to meet that force, those negative, like, voices with, like, a negative force yourself, like, trying to, like... Right. <laughs> Slam into it. I th- I think saying maybe you know what I mean like saying yeah you know, maybe there is some truth to that. Like I'll be I'm a maybe's martyr totally. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll uh, like I'll, I'll listen to him and now and uh, I I think that's all ego you know and it's a shit thing. It's fucking worthless. It's done nothing for me. So <laughs> I'm trying to temper that. That's why I. Uh, I got. I really got into like the physical thing because I was never physically active. I was really heavy at one point. You know, I weighed about ninety pounds more than I do now. And so, uh, and I was always told I could never be physically active. My like my family drove that. And so, this has been very humbling. You know, it mm-hmm. tests your ego when you start when you start finally doing the things you you said you could never do. You know, or you were told you couldn't do. So
1: uh, Good. Good for you. Seriously. Well, whatever. I don't know.
0: Not really. I, <laughs> okay, good not really. Good for you, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, I know sincerity is hard to be authentic on the phone, and, like, my head's going five different ways. Good for you, bad No, no, no.
0: I didn't. I didn't come didn't across process <laughs> condescending. I'm just always, I'm always weird about people saying good for you on things like that, because <laughs> I feel like this is what we should be doing. So it's like when people congratulate you for doing the right thing, it's always like, uh, I don't know if I should be congratulating, but this is what we should be doing, you know what I mean? We should be, I shouldn't have been doing the things I was doing before, you know what I mean? So.
1: I need people telling me that I'm a good person as often as possible especially when it comes to <laughs> food related things. And cuz I people, you know, like people are like, "I just love my greens. I just love to eat kale." I'm like, "Good for you." Like, you yeah, jerk. Yeah. I like I'm so proud of you. And me sitting there like a a 33-year-old woman in the kitchen by myself like making faces cuz that's yeah. so disgusting to me. I'm like I don't know. I I think there's some things I'll never get over, and but I'm starting to catch the bug where I'm like, of course this makes sense. If I eat crap, my life is worse. Uh, worse, you know, if I exercise, I feel better. Like very very simple, very simple yeah, math.
0: I'm a very very. Uh, I do believe the whole let let whatever that saying is, and I'm paraphrasing it, but let thy food be thy medicine. You know, like I, yeah. and I think what what you eat and whatever. And certainly everybody, it's hard and. I don't blame anybody for what's happening. I mean, uh, everything's become so confusing and what works and what doesn't. uh, I think it's all about your own independent filters on your face, you know, whatever you choose to see the world through, you know. I mean, for some people this works, for others it doesn't, but, you know, for me right now.
1: Yeah, and I think for me it was a lot about denumbing my instincts because I would be using things like you can use anything to denumb what you needed or what your body needed, and it, and I definitely have felt overwhelmed by outside sources, whether it's health or decisions or choices. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah sure. Do you like doing this? Do you, are you loving this podcast thing?
1: I do. You know, I had it on a weekly, and um, I was like, this is too stressful, and I really, you know. Uh, uh, I really just decided to do it when it felt right and so then I had the dream and then I emailed you and I was like, God, I hope he doesn't think I'm obnoxious or like too per- like too cold uh, well, or yeah. no problem. But um
0: well, Yeah, but, uh, but I mean you come across as very affable and relaxed. I'm, okay, it's, thank uh, you. You have an ease about you. do you like me? I thought <laughs> <laughs> you hated me. Um Yeah, no, but you, you you this is like, I think this avenue is awesome. I, I Everybody thinks, I don't know if you saw, we made a video a while back called The Erraticaster, um, which was a video of myself playing like a zombie Edward R. Murrow, and I would explode the heads of podcasters because they were just, <laughs> there were was, was well, so many of at, at yeah, one point. That, I know. Uh,
1: well, I feel like coming from radio, where you had to rely on other people to get in, and, and it took me a, a bit to get into Denver radio. Like it was a lot of tap dancing and, and and people approving of you. And much like, I feel like that's been my whole life up until this point. Like, well, you know, getting into certain places, relying on other people, getting booked if they like you, versus just having a nine to five. And with this, I can just do it whenever I want. So anything like Radical. that makes me happy.
0: <laughs> Radical. Radical.
1: But. I, I want to, you know, we have about 10 minutes left. I would love to hear about the project that you guys have been working on or worked on a few months ago, because I saw a few things on your Internet feed. Um, So I'd love to hear what's been going on for you.
0: Um, Yeah, Uh, well, myself, uh, another, or two other hilarious comics, a gentleman named Adam Caton Holland and uh, a comic named Andrew Orvidal. Um, A little while ago we started a, a a show here in Denver um called the Grolics, which is basically just a you know we do a a, a stand up show at a theater it's we have some sketch but uh video and then we invite it. um we'd have comics come in we we'd bring them in or if they were in town we'd have them stop by so we've had a lot of comics do the show and it's got a reputation and about Probably a, a year and a half ago, we decided that we wanted a regular video because we would always do videos, but we decided, let's do a web series. Um, so we started making a web series, a, kind of a fictional account of our behind-the-scenes exploits and whatnot. And uh, it just kind of took off, and the web series kind of gained some popularity. And then um, we had no plans to do anything further but a um a first season producer of the workaholics saw it and asked us if we had thought about developing it for television so we we wrote a pilot called those who can't and uh which is about us as teachers same characters but um we play uh teachers in a struggling inner city high school and so we um we wrote that and went out and pitched it and uh and uh, eventually it it kind of came down to a couple networks and then um, amazon.com their amazon studios ended up auctioning it and picking up and uh, it was really radical because we didn't have to move to LA they gave us the option of being able to film it here in Denver so we uh, so we were able to film a pilot here in Denver and now we're in the process of editing it and going through that whole laborious process of trying to make it what everybody wants it to be. So, um so yeah, it's a pretty pretty awesome experience so far.
1: Well, that's great you were able to keep it Denver Denver located. Are they editing in Denver too?
0: Yeah, yeah, um we were we we met um the, the Grolix is myself, Andrew and Adam, but it also might as well cuz the video side of it of our business it also includes these two gentlemen. Their, their names are Evan and Adam, and Evan and Adam Nix, but they go by the Nix Brothers, um, and that's how they make videos. They made the whole web series. There, there were two guys that we knew mutually. They were just dudes that were working, and they had started making these cool videos, and they had a really good aesthetic, and they, they just looked good. I mean, it was very obvious that they had a level of professionalism that some of these other film students and whatnot, you know, they just didn't have. So um, we partnered with them and then it's just slowly, it's been a, they know when we write a script and we send it to them what we're going to do. And like with this whole process, they've been handling a lot of the editing and the, and um, the changes. And it's kind of one of those things where we can leave them, that to them because they know what we're going for. They're really funny guys so they've been directing, and then they've done all the editing. Um, we have a guy from a terrific band called Air Dubai um, that is doing uh, the scoring for it and whatnot. So um, we've tried to keep it Denver. We're all huge uh, Denver fans. So we, I, I love this city. Um, so
1: I can see why.
0: Yeah. Have you been here?
1: <laughs> I used to live there.
0: Wait, no, but I mean how how long ago since you've been here though?
1: Oh gosh. Oh, um 2000. Well, I I visit probably once or twice a year. Um yeah. so maybe I think it's been a year, but I'm coming out in March. So Oh, okay. Hopefully yeah, you guys I mean, will have a show then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's like a really recently within the last 8 months or so. And that's why I asked when the last time you were here, I mean it, oh it's yeah, really I didn't hear you I'm exploded. sorry yeah, no, i mean it's it's really uh it's really exploded like it's there's so many shows and comics and um you know we have we have a lot of female comics now i mean that that's been the the another huge thing that's when you know your scene is really like started, and i and that that that's like a sign of, like, a healthy, robust scene is when now you've got a formidable female comics, like, coming out. Because it's not that, like, it's dominated by six or eight guys who, like, run, you know, the <laughs> one or two rooms around. Mm-hmm. Now it's like we have, you know, the, the like, ladies laughing and delusions of ranger and lady face. And um, so there's, like, all these it's a well-rounded scene now you know it feels like it's being contributed by everybody so it's it's exciting
1: that's i mean that's awesome i feel like i'm seeing it from a distance like the little the things that i see pop up i hate that instagram is my news feed but i see pictures of like coffee shops with great branding or i saw like, I looked through a poster, or I looked through the Grawlicks hashtag on Instagram, and um, I saw a poster you guys did, and it was so damn good. It was like such a nice screen print. Or, no, actually, maybe it was Adam Clayton Holland's live recording or something? Yeah, it but, was he
0: and Andrew, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, and it's that it just. It, on, it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I guess I should tell everyone, like, there's a delay in when we talk, so we're kind of like <laughs> hoping we're not talking over <laughs> each other. But the. um just the posters and the art and the design to me, that is kind of something I look for. And then I saw just last week, like, um, like, yeah, like a female comic won something in Denver. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, I'm excited to come back and, and feel it out and eat some good food. And
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, the, the guy that's been doing a lot of the visual stuff, you know, like that, that poster for Andrew and Adam's CD taping was, uh, is a gentleman named Michael King, super talented. Um, he actually helped us on the pilot. He did all it. Um, if it. You know, when people can watch it and it becomes public, um, that, that it, like I encourage people to watch it and look at all the posters because those have all been planted and everything like that, and they're hilarious, and this guy makes them. He also did, I don't know if you ever saw, we did a series of, Posters for the Grolics that were based on the Newport cigarettes advertisement.
1: Oh, no, but no, we were
0: to all look. smoking, um, and they came out terrific. He was—he just—he's just a really like talented dude, and yeah, I think that was Heather Snow, who's a really funny female comic here uh, that uh, got into that. They're doing a big Women of Comedy festival in Boston or something.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw a few gals from um, Chicago going to that. Um, yeah. And that's
0: a great scene as well, because you were in Chicago, weren't
1: you? Yeah, I'm in here right now. Like, it's okay. incredible. Yeah, like, it's super supportive scene and robust. I mean, tons of people are leaving for L.A., but it's still very, it's rich here. But, you know, Ben, we actually only have a minute left. Can you believe that?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't. But, I can
1: Right. Well, I really want to make sure that people go visit your uh, website, BenRoyYellsAlot.com. And yeah. um, also, just you just Google Ben Roy. You can find his Twitter and all sorts of stuff. And, of course, the Grolics. and keep an eye um, for his upcoming web series. Um, anything else you want to promote before we head out?
0: Yeah, sure. You know, uh, make sure if you guys get a chance on iTunes, or if you're listening to Spotify, you can listen to my album. It's called I Got Demons.
1: Oh, shit, i got to go check that out. Um, well, Ben, thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great afternoon, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon, and I'll see you when I'm in Denver.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much for having me on, and keep up the great work.
1: Thank you, Ben. Take care. All right. Yep. <laughs> Bye. All right, once again, you can find us up on iTunes. Subscribe to us there, and uh, com for any past podcasts. com.